on practicing the presence of the Lord. And every day, as you become uh, one of his disciples, one of God's chosen, that you are able to share his good news. I want to begin by giving you an example. How many of you um, realize that you were, first of all, um, born a man and a woman got together and gave birth to you. Say, I was born. I was born into this world. And when you were born into the world, that was the beginning. And over time, you were uh, exposed to what they call the gospel, the Bible, and they told you that you needed to be born again meaning there was a second time that you were to be born. Amen? The first, first birth is in the flesh. You got skin, you know, there. But the second birth is to be born in the spirit. Say, I'm born in the spirit. Now, how was I born in the spirit? You had to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was Lord. Amen? Yes. And then when you do that, you ask him to come into your heart and be your Lord and your Savior. And you become born again. But then when he comes in, you have to learn how to flow with him. Say, in him, I live and move and have my being. That's a learning process. Come on. Every day. But every day, because I'm in the flesh, sometimes I will lean to my own understanding. And not in all of my ways, not in all of my ways, acknowledge him. So therefore, my relationship decreases and doesn't increase. So what I want to impart to you today is that you, when you gave your life to the Lord, you became a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things are becoming new. But you gotta learn how to flow in God's system. Say, God has a system. All right? And I want you to begin at Acts 17 and verse 28. Practicing the presence, the daily presence of the Lord. It says, Acts 17 and 28. For in him, oh my goodness, we live. In him, we move. In him, we have our being. As certain also of our own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Do you know what an offspring is? That's a family member. That's someone you gave birth to. And when you came into relationship with Jesus Christ, 
he gave birth to you in the spirit realm. So you're in the natural, in the flesh. But when Jesus came in, you moved to the, another level, which is called the spirit of God. Say, I'm in the spirit too. Hallelujah. Now, Eagle Summit, how do we each establish ourselves in God so we sense his presence consistently? Sense his presence consistently. What do you mean? Say, number one, I must have frequent conversations with God. The God in me ought to have constant Communication. Now, eye contact, because I want you to get this. Many times you get up in the morning and you start doing your own thing. But when's the last time you said, now, Lord, good morning. Lord, <laughs> good morning. And, and, and here's the thing. In the process, you got to learn to recognize his voice from your voice. Have you ever been in bed and... Um, you know it's time to get up, and your flesh said, don't get up. Don't get up. But you hear another voice say, you better get on up. <laughs> and, and discerning that it was God encouraging you. Now, yes, that bed is wonderful, it's comfortable, it's wonderful, and you could, in the natural, just stay there. But you may have a responsibility to go through. And the God in you is going to say, all right, get on up, get on up. And you got to learn to recognize his voice and distinguish it be, 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 the difference between his voice and your voice. And when it is, then you make a choice. All right, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord. And I don't know about you, but I talk to the Lord all the time. Lord, now, Lord, come on, Lord. Now, Lord. Now, have you ever been walking down the street and seen somebody's mouth running, talking? Huh? Sometimes now <laughs> they got they got the earplugs and they're talking on the phone. But sometimes, you know, when you're born again, you're talking to God. Say, God, increase my capacity to have a conversation with you consistently. <laughs> when you practice the presence of God, you've got to stay in communication with God consistently whether you feel like it or not, all right? Now, Matthew 7, 7 says this, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Say, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and I shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto me. Say, neighbor. That's a process. I've been asking. I've been knocking. I've been seeking. Come on now. And when you do that, sometimes the enemy of your flesh makes it delay. It makes it seem like God ain't hearing you. But the God I'm talking about always hears you. Say, God, thank you for hearing me. I apologize for giving up when I think you're not listening to me. Uh-huh. All right. Matthew 7 and 8 says, For everyone that asketh, receive. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. 
say, say, I got to have confidence that when I'm talking to God, he's listening to me and he is going to help me in whatever time and season I'm walking through. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 19 and verse 1. Let me give you some, a keen example. This is so precious. Luke 19 and 1. It says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Now, eye contact. I'm talking about a man who's not saved, but he's rich. Say, just because people have money don't mean they're saved. Just because they have money, they got wealth, don't mean that they got it all together. Got it? And here's, watch, watch what happened. And he, this publican who was rich, he sought to see Jesus. Now here's what I'm getting you to understand. Here we have a man who's rich, but he knows that there's something missing in his life. He, he knows that he's got all this wealth, but there's, there's something missing in his life. And he hears about Jesus. He hears about his signs and his wonders and his miracles. And something on the inside says, you need to go see that man. So watch what happens. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press. Meaning there was a crowd of people that were also seeking Jesus. A crowd of people seeking after Jesus. Now, now, and, but he, because he was of little stature. Now here's, here, this, when I read this, I was like, okay. He was not seven foot tall. He was, he, he was what you might call a munchkin, okay? He was short. But he did not let his shortness stop him from seeking Jesus. Say, neighbor, don't let your shortness stop you from seeking Jesus. When you're hungry, you will seek after him no matter what the press is, no matter what the difficulty is. Come on now. He ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree. Wait a minute, wait a minute. A rich man. He ain't broke. He climbing up a tree to see Jesus. He, he, he's so... He got, he got something going on. He, he, and he, he wants to climb up. He climbs up a tree. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a tree and seen somebody climb up a tree. That ain't no easy thing. And a sycamore tree, come on. He climbs up a sycamore tree. Now, here's what I want you to get. He's, huh. He ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way. Now watch this. When Jesus saw, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. He looked up. He looked up. Say, neighbor, when you climb to see Jesus, he's going to see you and look up. Oh my goodness. He saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste. And come down, for today 
I must abide at thy house. Say, every time I see God, he wants me to come down because he wants to abide in my house. Now, 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 watch this. He already is there. When you confess with your mouth and believe on him in your heart, he came in to your house. Say, I'm a house too. And every day, every day, I can have a conversation in my house. Now, get this. When you realize that and accept that, you are never alone. Loneliness is a lie. It's a lie of the adversary to make you think that God ain't around. You got to get to the place, you got to graduate to the place where you can be with people and not with people and still be okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop talking about ain't nobody with me. I, nay, every, God is with me. If, if I confess him with my mouth and believe, he with me. In him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. Now here's a, here's a rich man climbing the sigma tree and uh, Jesus sees him and say, come on down. Now watch this. According to your faith, be it unto you. What was his faith? Believing and receiving. He was seeking after Jesus. And in seeking after Jesus, Jesus said, okay, all right. You got faith? Come on down. And watch what happens. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Say, 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 God, come on down. I'm coming on down. And I receive you joyfully. Say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Say, I'm practicing your presence now. Hallelujah. All right, folks, now here's the next revelation. God will not chase us down and demand our attention. What do you mean, Pastor? Uh, because he was in the sycamore tree, uh, he was seeking after Jesus. But you don't read that Jesus was seeking after him. But because he sought after Jesus, he was able to, to connect with Jesus. Say, I'm a seeker too. And I'm going to seek until I find. Hallelujah. Again, God will not chase you down and demand your attention. And that's, 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 that's really where the enemy wears on, wears on us sometimes. Because when we're in tests and trials, the enemy will make you think that God don't care about nothing. And, and then you start focusing more on the problem than the solution. Say, God, help me to focus on the solution and not magnify the problem. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Folks, again, God will not chase you down and demand your attention. The Bible tells us that if we seek the Lord, we do what? Find him. James 4 and 8 says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Now, I want to give you an eye contact. Please look at me real quick. Sometimes in the midst of a day, you need to close your eyes 
and shut the world off. Just close your eyes and have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your, come on, and begin to praise and worship him. You can be with crazy folk. You can be with good folk. Every once in a while, you need to do what? Shut them all down. Say, mm-hmm, Lord, how you doing? Hey, God, I love you. I just thank you. And then come on back to reality and talk to people. Say, God, I'm learning to daily practice your presence because you're with me. You live in my house all the time. All right? Say, come on, come on, put your hands together. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Now let me go to Daniel. Daniel 6. This is another golden example of developing in the presence of the Lord, practicing his presence. How many of you remember the story of Daniel? Daniel was one of the men that had a daily relationship with the Lord. But because he had the relationship, people got jealous. And what I want you to understand is be as you get closer and closer to the Lord, some people you roll with ain't gonna be happy about that. Cause that means that they gotta change. <laughs> because you, all of a sudden you start talking about the scriptures and talking about how good the Lord is and they are still in the world and they still wanna do their own thing. You gotta have the courage to say, all right, Lord, no matter what, I still love you, I'm sticking with you. As for me and my house, I'm going, what? Serve the Lord. Now, Daniel 6 and 10, here we go. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, meaning they, he knew that they were coming after him, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day. Say three times. And prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Now remember that word aforetime, aforetime, because I'm going to deal with that in a minute. Uh, how many of you, when you're in trouble, kneel down, say, oh Lord, hallelujah, and you start praying to the Lord? And how many of you are not embarrassed when you do that? Because if God be for you, who can be against you? So Daniel is saying, all right, I know they're coming after me, but I'm going to stay in the presence of the Lord, okay? In verse 11, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplications before his God. What that means is Daniel was praying and he was saying, God, you know what's about to shake. You know what's about to go on. He's telling, he's making his supplication before God and he's doing it and he's doing it and he's doing it with confidence. He said, hey, me and you, God, when you practice the presence of God, you got to be able in your trouble season to say, all right, God, you and me, God, you and me, God, you and me, God. Daniel 6, 22. May my God has sent his angels and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before him innocence was found in me and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him. Now here's the key. The same person that put him in the den now huh, is saying, hey, you was right. Your God is God. Yeah. And sometimes in, this situ in, in life, you, 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 when your enemies come in against you like a flood, God knows how to deal that. 
Your tithe is avenging the adversary. Your serving, your praying will cause angels to deal with those that are fighting against you. Say, say, neighbor, you got some angels in this room. They're standing charge over you. So don't worry. God got you. Mm-mm-mm. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him. Now this is something that I'm trying to impart to you. When you have a daily presence with God, there will be moments when God shows up and shows out in them horrible situations. And I don't make you happy. I, listen, I know God is able to do exceeding abundant above all that I can ask him today because he has shown up many times in horrific situations and I know it was God. Had to be God. It wasn't me. I, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't me. And I was leaning to my own understanding and I was not in all of my ways acknowledging him, but he was there. Say, God, thank you for grace. For where sin abound, mistakes abound, grace unmerited, unearned, acts of kindness manifest. Hallelujah. Say, that's why I'm so glad to be in church. Hallelujah. Folks, what's your flow aforetime? Hmm. To practice the presence of the Lord, you must daily have a faith flow aforetime. Aforetime means previously. Aforetime means earlier. Aforetime means a former time. Meaning, listen, you ought to have a reputation for uh, spending time with the Lord and his presence is with you. So, and I've, I've been sharing with you many times that many times when you go to a situation and people get upset, is because you're bringing the presence of the Lord into that. <laughs> Your presence, the presence of the Lord is walking into that darkness. And you got to understand, it's not you, it's the God in you that's lighting up the situation. Say, God, let your light shine everywhere we go. And remove the darkness. Remove the trouble everywhere. Hallelujah. Say, I'm faithful to God, and God's faithful for, to me. So aforetime means that you do it previously. You know, don't, say, say neighbor, don't wait till you get in trouble to spend time with God. No, 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 no. You ought to have a, a ton of time with God. Amen. And sometimes it's just a mustard seed. Sometimes difficulty is so so much that just a, a tear. Lord, you know, cast down but not destroyed. I believe God and I receive. God be encouraged. Encourage me. Thank you, Lord. All right. Let's go to Luke 10 and 38. Let me give you another example. Luke 10 and 38. This is so precious. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered to a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. You know the story, Mary and Martha. And she had a sister called Mary, which sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. 
But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, Lord, does not thou care that my sister hath left me to serve alone, but bid her therefore that she help me? Now, this is so, so important. How many of you like to work? Get your hand up. You like, you like, like to work? You get, get your hand up. You like to work. Don't let your work keep you from spending time from God. Sometimes the enemy will get you so busy, 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 that you disconnect from God. Hallelujah. You got to have a non-negotiable. That is sometimes you slow your business down and spend time with God. Because there's a wisdom for that business. There's a wisdom for that situation. There's a wisdom for that work. But the enemy wants you just busy, 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 busy. And that way you don't do no self-care. Huh? Self-care. Meaning that sometimes, you know, I know this is the day I'm supposed to be working, but, you know, I'm going to go get me a little massage today. Hey, hallelujah. You know, it may be a little hour, a little change, you know. I'm going to get my nails, you know, manicured. I'm going to get my feet, you know. Hey, amen. Don't, don't listen. Don't be upset. God is, he wants you to do that. He, he loves for you to be taking care of yourself. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Say, neighbor, don't spend all your money on work. Hallelujah. The presence, the presence of the Lord. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. She was working and came to him and said, Lord, doth not thou care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bitter therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. And we're living in time and season when people are more troubled about things. Many things. And they don't have the peace of God. They don't have the joy of God. You got to have peace in the midst of going through in this life. I'm going to have trials and tribulations, but I'm going to be of good cheer. God, give me the wisdom. Give me the understanding of how to go through this with cheer. Cheer. Hallelujah. In my right mind. Oh, God, help me. Stop leaning to my own understanding. Because, God, you're working all things together for my good. Hallelujah. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. When you spend time with God, you are going to multiply your, multiply, multiply your life when you spend time with God because he's working behind the scenes. I got news for you. Because you came to church, God's doing some stuff behind the scenes. I'm prophesying. He's doing some things behind the scenes because you pressed your way. You pressed your way for his presence. He's working behind the scenes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He's got some surprises for you. Yes, he does. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. One thing is needful, and Mary has chosen the good part, 
which shall not be taken away from her. Likewise, folks, staying in the presence of the Lord is a daily needful thing that empowers each of us to become strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Meaning, now get this, no matter what the test or trials you have to walk through, stay in contact with the Lord with the help, with the help of the Holy Spirit. But procrastination is a real active tool of the devil. Tell your neighbor and those around you that part of the daily practicing of the Lord is learning to be as persistent to succeed as Satan is to make you fail. The devil is persistent in making us fail. He wants you to fail. He wants you to doubt God. He wants you to be fearful of God. And he's persistent with that. That's why you got to be more consistent and more persistent in seeking God. You want he had. Folks, all through the scriptures, we see the spiritual failure is due to the weakness of the flesh. Mm. Huh. All through the scriptures, we see the spirit of spiritual failure is due to the weakness of the flesh. The law is weak through the flesh. Come on, Romans 8, Romans 8 and verse 3. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Thus Israel failed God. Peter failed because of the weakness of his flesh. Mm. Matthew 26, Matthew 26, oh my God, in verse 31. Jesus when he was here, he raised some disciples, but they had some flesh issues. Then said Jesus unto them, all you have been offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended <laughs> because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Hey, hey, verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt be de denied me thrice. Come on now. Say, neighbor, you got to know folk that roll with you. You got to know their strength and you got to know their weaknesses. You can't take everybody with you. You can't take everybody with you. You cannot take everybody with you. You take his presence with you, but you don't take everybody with you. Oh, my God. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say to you, huh, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise, now get this, likewise, also said all his disciples. And, and folks, this is, this is a real delicate place right here because I know how much you love people, 
but I got news for you. People have issues. People have places where they, 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 they can't go. They can't go. That's why you need the presence of God because God will go with you everywhere. God, in this life, I have trials and tribulations, but because God is in me, I got good cheer. Amen. And you got to stop getting mad with people. Because, uh, no, no, you got people out this too. You got to know, you got to know that people have limits. And they have barriers. And there's sometimes they can't go with you in the situations. And because they can't go don't mean you, you got to stop loving them. You just got to know that, oh, oh, the presence. I need the presence. God, increase my capacity to believe and receive. Lord, help me to think right and speak right. What's the wisdom for this situation? Angels, let's go. Every morning I get up and say, goodness, how you doing? Mercy, how you doing? Because goodness and mercy have followed me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Say, say, neighbor. God's presence is in you. So be excited. Folks, that was the voice of their flesh and not the voice of the Holy Spirit leading them. And, and I, I can understand that. If, if you know that somebody is about to be murdered, you're going to need some, you're you, you going to need some strength. You're going to need some courage to know that, you know, to stand in that situation. And his disciples had seen Jesus doing everything. Now it was their turn. And they um, couldn't handle it because they had not matured. They didn't have the Holy Ghost the way Jesus did. Now Matthew 26 and 55. In the same hour said Jesus unto the multitudes, Are you come out against a thief with a sword and a staff for to take me? I say daily with you, uh, I stay daily with you teaching in the temple and you laid no hold on me. But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Now, I'm, I'm on my way about to, about to close, but I got some good news for you. When folk close to you, they, they disappear, just remember you got the presence. You got, you got God. And God is able to do exceeding, abundant, above all, you can ask and think. And that ought to give you some joy because God is with you. And God's presence, uh, miracles can happen. Signs and wonders can happen. Oh, my God. One, folks, one of the voices of the flesh is the spirit of fear that will cause people to run and hide instead of staying strong in the faith, believing and receiving. So even when you have experienced real signs, wonders, and miracles in your life, there are still times and seasons of growing and maturing in your own relationship with the Lord. Now, as I begin to close, the Bible says, lay hands on the sick, right? And they shall recover. But if you, you got to practice laying hands on the sick in faith. The Bible says, cast out devils. You got to practice casting devils out until you get to the place where you get results. You get results. You get his presence. God, increase your presence. God, increase your presence. I'm about to lay hands, lay, lay your hands, work through my hands, God. 
God, speak through my voice, God. And when God begins to do that, and the sign and wonder happens, don't get cocky. Don't start, hey, I got the anointed to lay hands on people. I cast devils out. You better watch out and give God the praise because it's God that's doing the work. Say, God, I apologize for thinking that it was me. It was really you working it all together. Oh, my God. So again, even when you have an experience of signs and wonders and miracles in a lifetime, it's still times and seasons of growing and maturing in your relationship. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus told his disciples, what you could not yet watch with your eyes one hour. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He took his fellows with him, and they went to sleep. <laughs> I got news for you. Sometime you're going to take people with you, and they're going to sleep. Huh? That's just the flesh operating. Folks, temptation will come, but if we get our spirit to be as assistant over the flesh, uh, the presence in our minds, and will not give into it, and for that reason, we each need to spend more time communicating with God in order to keep our priorities right. This is the key to overcome the weakness of the flesh. One of the major ways Satan causes us to fail is tricking us to, into heeding, listening to the voice of the flesh. Now, I'm closing this way. Say, my flesh has a voice, and I can't always listen to it. All right, you, you know mine, you know one. I, I use the example all the time. Y'all know I cheesecake. And if I get around cheesecake, that voice said, yeah, you want some cheesecake. You want some now. But you need some more right now. And then I have to resist that. I got to resist that. Say, neighbor, what's the voice that leads you into temptation? <laughs> that you need to resist. Come on now. When you have the voice of God, the voice of God is the one that helps you resist the temptations. So again, what is the solution to practicing the presence of the Lord? Give your time and attention to spiritual things. Say, I must give my time and my attention to spiritual things. Secondly, the Word of God. You got to spend time in the Word of God. And thirdly, prayer. Prayer. You got to learn to pray in season and out of season. In season and out of season. Oh my God. And fellowship with the Lord until you learn for yourself His voice to you. You got to know, you got to know when it's God's voice and, and not the devil's. And when you know it's the devil's and not God, you got to recognize when the devil is telling you something that he heard Jesus say that he knows that you like. Remember when Jesus, he, he went, he got filled with the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost tempted him, took him into the wilderness to be tempted. And when he got in there, the devil started talking to him. Now, if you be the son of God, just jump off this mountain. Just jump off this cliff. Because, you know, you got angels. 
And then Jesus has said, hey, hold it now. Uh, it is written. He starts speaking the word of God only. Say, in troubled times, I must speak the word only. So fellowship with the Lord until you learn for yourself his voice to you. Say, neighbor, God's got a voice assigned to you. Learn to recognize that voice and flow with that voice in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Practice it, the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. For those of you that have been viewing, we want you to know that when you ask Jesus to come into your heart and confess him with your mouth, he comes and lives in you and his presence becomes real. And you must spend time learning to recognize his voice. And when he gives you his voice, he will lead you in the right way. He will guide you in the right way. Even in tough times, you are never, never alone. So we speak the blessing of the Lord upon you. And for those of you that are viewing, you're not saved, just know that God loves you. All you have to do is confess him with your mouth and believe on him in your heart and you can be saved. Meaning you can have eternal life and you can be in the world, but not of the world and be blessed to be a blessing. And so we speak the blessing of the Lord upon you and we're reaching for you to be blessed and become one of part of our family, the, champ, the family of God. God loves you and he loves you, loves you, loves you. And Eagle Summit loves you even more. We love you because God gave us that love. So be encouraged and blessed knowing that God loves you. And God, God, his presence goes with you. We lose his presence to go with you from now on in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.